This episode of Strange Assembly is brought to you by www.l5rsearch.com. L5rsearch.com is a comprehensive online L5R card database with tools to assist in optimizing your decks, proxying cards, or simply finding out about unusual cards. Once you know what you need, www.l5rshop.com puts cards in your hands quickly and economically. I'm Chris Stevenson, and this is Strange Assembly, Episode 69, Sawed Off, Part 1. Never Stop Gaming. Strange Assembly is a podcast and website about board games, card games, and role-playing games. Legend of the Five Rings, and beyond. Well, at long, long last, Strange Assembly is back. I'm sure you were crying tears of pain and anguish Enjoy. that you hadn't heard anything oh, wait, from sorry. us in a month. That was my cook. Also here is Jay Earl. Squeak. Otherwise known as, hey, we were the Ivory Championships tournament staff. Yay. Yay. So we we have had the Ivory Championships. Most of this episode, and probably the next two, or however it is that I break Seven. them up, is going to be the Seeds of Decay set review and it'll show you how long it's been that as we're recording this there are already the literally as we speak the first seeds of decay tournaments are already happening which is not really when we want our set reviews to come out but oh well we did have ivory championships i think for what it was it was successful everybody got lots and lots of stuff but the reason everyone got so much stuff was because only like 30 people came and which was uh which is disappointing i know although Tournament attendance has been pretty bad this fall. Has and it? When, oh, well, well, when, when I... Winter in general. I mean, I think uh, the biggest... The, I don't think there's... Other than, you know, Worlds and Gen Con, I don't think there's been a tournament that had 70 people. Oh, okay. Since Kote season ended. There's usually, like, one or two that are still pretty big. Yeah, well, like, Emeralds... Emerald Champs was only 60-something. I'm sure Topaz will... The same weekend that we had Ivory Champs, the one of the events at the Tanuki Fest in Philadelphia had 50-something. So that was pretty good. That was like, a, I think, Bonds of Coin was their headline event. So they, I, I think that may have matched what they did last year. But it really feels like when you look at the tournament results, I mean, I know that there are some small events during the winter court season but what like the the cincinnati there was a tournament in cincinnati that had 14 people in it cincinnati yeah yeah. like you'd you'd think even a random storyline tournament in in the midwest like that where you've got a reasonable number of player base and people who travel and i uh yeah i really that was the weird thing with ivory like i had no idea how many people were going to show up i knew it wasn't going to be as many as the cote but it seems like we in the south even though Ivory Championship, like the the southeastern United States, was the largest quantity of players that did not have an easily accessible jeweled event prior to this year. Yeah, we don't always travel very well. Right. Which, well, like, not that we're helping. I mean, we're sitting here like there's a, a tournament in Charleston, which is only five hours away, and we're not at it. So, well, and, and we uh, it was kind of Halloween weekend because it was when Halloween was on yes. Wednesday. So it's really kind of a weird. Which I have to admit. It did not occur to me that it would matter to people that it was the Saturday before Halloween. Right. 
Just like last year, the Void Dragon thing was in the same weekend as some anime convention. Like, like I know when anime AMA? can... Anime. AMA. Oh, AMA, yeah. Like, I don't know. I know that's happening. I, I don't even like anime, but I just know most conventions. Yeah, well, maybe we'll consult with you next time on the... <laughs> I don't know. Mike, is there a party this weekend of any sort whatsoever? <laughs> Consult the oracles. Well, AMA is a pretty big, and it's right around my birthday. And it's like right after Dragon Con, for some reason. Yeah, but, I remember it. Yeah, well, and, and I don't know how much it would have mattered. Maybe the attendance will have... I don't always don't know what the attendance for anything this weekend or I, going yeah, I forward think- will be. I was hoping that we would end up being one of the first seeds legal tournaments but then i don't i don't know what happened with seeds it's right they had the advanced stuff right. at gen con mm-hmm. and then the, they didn't actually get it out on the streets until october yeah i'm pretty sure that was not their intention so yeah. it seems like something must have gone wrong in the production or the shipping or i don't know what still so close but yeah, yes. so I, I don't know if that would have mattered or not. On the bright, the, the, I think the the upside to it was at least that the 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 lion's share of the prize support was seeds. So hopefully that meant that people were able to collect a lar- their seeds from. I mean, because we had we only had thirty people, and we had you know the extra we had the you know the base kit and then extra stuff. So we had like a case and a half of seeds of decay. And eight rare sets. Like, I didn't know what to do with the rare sets, because we were only going to be cutting to... We ended up... It was like a cut to a top six. That was the way that the... Right. The Well, the X2, which was for that amount of people, was a 4-1. I'm like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, second... Yeah, does second place get two rare sets? I don't know. I mean, first place did. Yep. Uh, but people did seem to be happy with that. I liked that we had no one dropout... No, did we not? We had yeah, nobody. Oh, I mean, it's only out. like what five no, rounds? Well, it's only five rounds, and you have to. But when once you've lost two, you're out. Right, and right. often in in tournaments, people do drop out after they lose their second or third game. But well, I mean, I guess. But doing it was like pretty short. Two, doing two or three more rounds is better than having to do like three or four. It's okay, three is exactly. The same yeah, number, I don't but. know. So it, it was it was in, it was a much easier bar to hurdle. But I'll I'll take what I can get, which worked out well for them because I think in the final round we handed out like ten packs each per person. It, it was the sort of the point you're like, well, let's see. First place is already getting two boxes of seeds and two rare sets of seeds, and then second place is getting a boxes and a rare set. And uh, I, th- I guess I'd rather just give out lots of packs to everyone rather than having like sixth place. You get a box of seeds <laughs> too, because uh, we need to go down that far. Right. I don't know. So I, that that worked out for people who who stayed around. We we were able to give a box out for the honor contest. So I raffled, I raffled things. People seemed excited to get their hands on me. I because I already had a copy of Smash Up. I had never opened my gold foil Smash Up from Gen Con, and so I raffled that away in the last round. People mm-hmm. actually seemed excited, excited about for like, that one. I would get that one. Not as much for the Nightfall, <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't know. There is a new Nightfall thing out. We'll have a written review of that. We're not going to end up doing an audio review. We're behind enough on things as it is. But uh, if you if you read our stuff about that, the prior expansion to Nightfall, I dubbed the best expansion ever for Nightfall because it because the avatars were really really good. And then the new mechanic that was introduced in the current expansion, as written, completely ruins the avatar. 
I think you have to house rule the Crimson Siege if you want to play it with the avatars, which you should want to play with if you're actually if you're playing Nightfall. Uh, oops. I do have to say, I <laughs> people may remember the at least a little bit ago when we were talking, like after Gen Con, we were very glum. I have been enjoying playing L5R more. I think that's to some extent because I have not necessarily worried whether or not my decks were top tier tournament decks. Like, yeah. I want to make this deck. It seems fun. It's not awful. I'm okay with that. I'm not sure how much I mean, the environment has slowed down. I think the environment has slowed down because there isn't as high a concentration. It may speed back up again with seeds, but you know, some of the obvious you know, Lion lion Blitz got weekend you know, some of the obvious fast right. things, but there's still a lot of, there was Scout, there was Crane Scout Blitz that did decently at Euros. I don't think great or anything, but okay. The deck, that Euros was won by a Crab Blitz deck. Uh, it's always, yeah, Clue, it's a blitz deck when you don't have a holding that costs more than one. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, that was like small farm, large farm, and blue tanuki, I believe, were the was the hold it was the totality of the holdings for the winning deck at Worlds. Yeah. Yep. So I guess before we get into the review, the the environment, if we look at the post errata Shadows Embrace, everybody but Unicorn managed to win at least something. Crab and Phoenix won the most. That's probably not really a surprise. Crane and Dragon won two, and everybody else who wasn't Unicorn won one, including Unaligned winning one. Now, the thing to... No, I know you can make a decent, a pretty decent Oni deck. But, and we oh, had fair, that fair. one at first after Swiss at the Ivory Champs was an Oni deck. Right. When you say Unaligned, I think Ronin. Oh, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah. Uh, no, no I... If if someone has done well with a running deck, if it's only one, I haven't seen it, and two, I'm having a heart attack. Yeah. Uh, Mike, did you forget the Forgotten Temple? No, no, it's just that I, I, Forgotten Temple is really the replacement for Shadowlands, so I, yes. I'm used to it being called Shadowlands, but it's yes. really unaligned. Which uh, I guess it actually always was really was unaligned. Yeah, which as far as I can determine, the fact that, again, unaligned is winning a tournament means that the creation of the Spider-Clan has been a complete failure. Uh, you know. Well, I mean, if you remember, I was thinking about it. If you remember back to the Gen Con, like, I can't actually get anybody at AEG to admit that it was their decision to have the Spider Clan. Like, when I specifically asked the, the head of the story team and the head of the brand manager or something, like, nobody actually answered. I, I think they got you. <laughs> it was my it. fault. And, uh, well, and Sean's, when Sean's one answer was the whole, well, that happened when I wasn't there. But I understand was that the main reason was to eliminate exactly that. Non-clans winning storyline prize that then they had to do stuff with. <laughs> Which, it, I don't understand if you're gonna... And, that's, and I think that's one of the reasons why Spider has had... Ever since Forgotten Temple came out, Spider's attendance has been terrible. Because you basically... You had a relatively unpopular faction, Shadowlands. They were always... They were one of the low attendance factions. You turned it into something else, and then you split it in two. And so now you still have whatever problems you had with the possibility of Shadowlands winning. Plus, then you've got this other faction hanging out there that... You know, you had to go through all these gesticulations through in the story. So I don't think that they should... I actually don't think that they should get rid of it at this point because there's not really a lot of upside to getting rid of them and you'd piss off a well, lot of people. I, but it, it seems like to have kind of been... You seem to have defeated the entire purpose of adding them and not really accomplished Well, I, I'm guessing the reason... Another reason why is just because the spider decks have not been as strong. They've, they have been bad, this arc. Yeah. No doubt. But that's true of other factions as well. 
Yeah, no, I'm and, just saying that objectively, uh, the Oni, uh, I've always seen a lot more good Oni decks than I have good Spike. Yeah, and, well, I think, I think one of the more telling things was that at the end of Celestial, right, TFT came out, and right, it came out and it was broken. And so a lot of people obviously went over to that. Then TFT got nerfed and it was basically unplayable for the rest of Celestial Art. Right. People didn't go back to Spider. Right. There's another thing I think we conclude was, I think the first Mega game was a huge success. I would love to see a Mega game again. The second Mega game had some decent parts to it, but by and large, the second Mega game was also a failure. Yeah, it had a lot of good of ideas. Total failure or just <laughs> partial <laughs> failure? Victory at a cost. Oh, okay. You know? I, yeah. No, it was. It's. It didn't engage people in the same way. The prizes were vague. They largely weren't really implemented. The motivations. The motivations were were screwy. So that there was this one clan that had special stuff and nobody else did. And the online map was good. I, I do yeah, think that that was, that was cool. interesting. I think yeah. that was actually the one part of it that was. Yeah, I mean, if they could figure out a way to do things like that more frequently, I think that would be. A well, cool I mean, thing. I don't think that the 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 sending like okay, you earn points and now you have to send it somewhere was necessarily bad. I well, I I, I, just, I feel like because the only people who won, the only people who got points were the people who won. I think you just scale it up a bit more, where the people who win get way more points than the people who, and then the top of clans each get. Well, to, I think I think that you I think that sending points places is not necessarily a problem right but i think the whole the whole percentage thing people clearly did not people did well, not they glom onto that really the exact percentages for everything weren't published but they were right. pretty obvious to figure out to all appearances it was just it was an increment per clan and i think that was based on the imperial assembly memberships i i believe and the mantis got completely hosed yeah because everybody had bought Mantis memberships to yep. get the the prize, and so they ended up with an impossibly high target for them. There were so many moving parts, and some of it they didn't think about. Right. Like I think that essentially it was like was it impossible for the Empire to actually truly succeed because there were there were just too many points that you could that couldn't be donated that yeah. it was it was impossible for the Empire to do better in honor than victory to cost the other. Well, and, and and part of the problem was yeah the the little the stuff that every clan was involved with was vague, which is I think generally not good for prize. And we've we've turned out that not only was it vague, but it was also a prize that basically the story team was never going to be able to implement, which is a really terrible prize. And and then the the little other add on things to run for, the you required people to make. A choice, which is not necessarily bad, but it's more difficult than just who can do the best. Right, right. And specifically, you were required a concerted choice. It wasn't just one person, yay or nay. It was you have to get your whole clan behind it, and that interacted very negatively with the uh, like with the special incentive thing because because in the spider you had a clan where it was obviously they were going to be going that way. Right, they had really they, no incentive well, to keep points for themselves. They they got uh, double incentive to do to yeah, donate well, they, their yeah, points. Like, yeah, and when it was especially like what happens if they donate if like they kept all their glory and honor for themselves. Congratulations, Spider, you got total victory and now you cease to exist because you didn't don't I mean <laughs> yeah. yeah it it you know it would <laughs> it, 
Actually, that would have been kind of cool. Maybe when they would have gone back to being the Shadow Empire in the Shadowlands. You know what? Thinking about this right now, maybe what they really should have done, if you remember coming into Lotus, you had the Light Lotus, the Dark Lotus. They published, here's what happens if you win pure. Here's what happens if you win corrupt or fail or whatever the consequences were. If they had up front said, here's what these things mean, maybe there would have been a lot more buy-in. Well, yeah, the the lack of specificity was... You've got to have a specific prize, and you've got to be able to implement it. They changed what they were going to do seven times. I don't... Uh, Well, uh, to me, I think the buy-in for clans as a whole, the map did really, really well. Because people talked, people people felt like they had votes and whatnot. So, Uh you know, everybody had a voice to it. I feel like tournaments still do better where it's just, you know, the winner gets to make a choice. You know, have it be involved some way in whatever is going on in the story. But, like, the points thing was... Well, that's, well, the winner did well, get, I mean, the that winner was the winner, well, the winner choice. got their normal choice, plus then they got right. a choice with their points. They they actually did get a choice with your points. You go back to the first mega game, you didn't give a choice with your points. Another difference, which I guess would be a matter of personal preference, whether or not you like it better, was that in the first mega game, tournaments were one of five categories. Right. And in the second mega game, they were one of two. Well, and they specifically scaled it back because there was so much stuff to keep track. Well, it, yeah, it was yeah, clearly less ambitious, time, but I... With, with the first one, it was much easier for someone who's not going to be guaranteed to win to right. still influence things. Right. I think in the long term, that is good for them. There are some players who basically think that it's terrible that there is any way for you to influence the storyline or... For, or, or almost all non-tournament ways of winning the storyline are a bad idea. I, I disagree because I think that L5R does better. I mean, I still... I think that far and away, the best storylines in L5R are, are Clan War slash Scorpion Clan Coup and then Gold Edition. And I don't think I'd get a lot of disagreement on that. And I, I think if you look at the actual story of... Samurai Edition, there really isn't. Right. Or or that there's a story of Samurai Edition, but it doesn't really have anything to do with the clan. The clans just kind of mill around and then the heavens come down and declare who wins. And then everything that is set up there gets pushed off into the Celestial Edition. But, despite that, it is hard for me to look back and say that Samurai Edition with the Mega Game, to me, that is the most successful L5R arc ever. When you, like take, when you take, yeah, yeah. When, you, when you take everything. Now, I don't know what their sales numbers are, which is ultimately, of course, what matters right. for, for L5R. And maybe, maybe that doesn't translate into sales in the way that, that AEG needs it to. I, right. I don't know. I mean, they're, they're private companies. They're not releasing their sales figures. I don't know of right, any way right, right. to, to get them. But to me, as far, I mean, you had community excitement. You had good tournament attendance. Certainly, my opinions don't necessarily match up with good tournaments. I mean, in Celestial Edition, I think you had you actually increased tournament attendance from the first Cote season to the second, in the, or in the, in the, and then even the final well, Cote season, which is unusual. Well, because I, so. I feel like Celestial as a whole, I mean, it was it was, a l- it was faster than uh, Samurai, but it felt more interactive, kind of. I liked Celestial and Samurai overall. I think Celestial had problems to begin with, but they actually fixed them. Yeah. Because the they errated things, all of the problem decks were really focused on those six gold guys or less, and they blew them up. Obviously, then, un- unsurprisingly for L5R, you get near the end, you have the dual book set, Forgotten Legacy was silly, and basically once you hit 
well, before the dawn, that environment barely existed. But once once you hit Summer and Forgotten Legacy, I think right. you kind of blew it all. You blew it up. But it had really good clan balance for extended. Like once Plague War, em- Let's see what Plague Plague War, Empire at War. I I keep having problems when I'm writing out the acronyms between Empire at War and Embers of War. Yeah, yeah. But but Plague War, Empire of War, Dead of Winter, uh, were really good environments. You had a lot of balance. You had more balance. For the most part, in Celestial, then it, you had more balance in Celestial than you did in Samurai, and Samurai was more balanced than any L5R right. before that, as far as as relative clan strength goes. I think that's a frequent pattern in L5R arcs: is that the arc comes out and it's not a great environment because there's something that's broken that didn't get caught when you're doing the playtesting for the new arc, right. and then they errata something, and then you have. Uh, you know, a year in the middle where the environment is pretty solid, and then dual bug sets come out and ruin the environment again. There's some stupid overpowered thing. I, don't, I, mean, I never enjoyed playing against Breeder. No, neither did I. I mean, we all, um, you know, remember the whole nerf Breeder thing, but I, I think that's even true going back to, like, Diamond. Yeah, but, uh, I don't yeah. think it's true with Lotus, because Lotus just started out dumb, but even though it was dumb in my clan's favor for <laughs> for the entire arc, large stretches of it, at least, yeah. yeah. I mean, w- yeah. Well, because right at the end of Diamond Edition, I think Dragon got second at uh, at the Dark Lotus. Uh, and who knows? Maybe, maybe if Dragon had won that, they would have done something with <laughs> the whole Clan Gets Enlightened thing. Uh, another, well, they did do another definite drop ball thing with uh, yeah, yeah. That went nowhere in the story. That the crane. It, it was another thing. Like, what does that even mean? Right. Uh, well, because they even asked, and then it didn't do they anything. Asked in the it. thing, what does enlightenment mean? Oh, we're not actually going to tell you the answer. We're just asking. Well, it's not like yeah, it's not. <laughs> no, like no, somebody please tell us. We don't have any idea. It, it's either. not like we're even going to tell you. We're not going right. to a question. Are we going to tell you? I clearly they did not know. Right. They just the, the and this wasn't even the current story team that, that did this. So because they I think Sean took over the story team sometime in the middle of Lotus. So I think basically if it's the con march onward, the blame slash credit. Depending on whether you like whatever or not is lies with the current story, like well with the current story team leadership at least. There's been a lot. There's been and then before that is kind of somebody else's. And there were I don't know. Yeah, Lotus, which and I think Lotus suffered from that. That was one of the casualties I think of the race for the throne was that the whole hammer and anvil setup that you kind of had going on in Lotus Edition. They just kind of tossed that out because they had to kill everybody to do the race for the throne. Right. Yeah. But, oh god, we were wanting to get through this quickly, and now we've been talking way too long. We haven't even mentioned a Seeds of Decay card. Nope. So, but the environment, as far as the make the cutting goes, well, let's just say Scorpion and Spider were bad at that. Unicorn were the best, despite not winning, followed by Crab, and then Dragon, which finally was able to accomplish, because Dragon was terrible before the errata, because Dragon had no decks that could handle the Blitz. Right. But... A lot of things did well. I think Crab has done well. I don't. I haven't seen Kyle accomplish anything, but I've seen every other Crab theme still be viable. Or just giant monsters out of random box. I've seen giant monsters out of the scout box. Giant monsters out of, or giant. Yeah, I guess you, giant monsters slash berserkers out of the berserker box. What's the difference again? Some of the giant monsters don't have the berserker keyword, so they don't interact with the stronghold. Oh, okay. Got it. Uh, but they do interact with all these seven force plus cards. Right. Uh, I saw an awful lot of Chasais on the table at Ivory Champs where like were seven. There were seven crab decks out of thirty players. 
Yasuki Dishonor has done reasonably. I don't think it's really done gangbusters anywhere. Crane... Uh, well, TFC Twin Force Castle Dueling did some okay. The Scout Blitz did some... I mean... Okay. Yeah. Not not great or anything, but they did win two. They had a above 20% to make the cut percentage. I guess they were below average, but not in the basement. Dragons Tournament Success, I think, has come almost exclusively from Dragon's Breath Castle. It turns out that the box that actually has a built-in way to help against Blitz is uh, helpful in an environment with lots of fast decks. Lion has done about average with mid-range military, mostly, or and, and, and Ancestors. Ancestors, the whole there are no good honor decks conversation always ignores Ancestors and Paragon slash Ancestors or Paragon Honor. Mantis definitely fell off after the errata. I've seen a lot of Kalani's Landing and various Thunder things do okay out of that. The scouts are still awful. <laughs> I, I, Shock. I want to make a Magistrate deck. The rating deck. Yeah. It looks like terribly annoying. Oh, yes it yes. I Yes. Yes. Phoenix has done well with everything. Is there Cuz we're awesome. Except Sheba. I think I don't I haven't really seen Sheba much of anywhere, but yeah, you can play like seven different things out of Temple of Purity, including Enlightenment Blitz and Henshin Blitz and then Mid, if you if you want to play mid range, you can play a good mid range deck out of Library of Rebirth. Although I'm not sure that's a good idea to play any sort of attachment heavy mid range deck anymore. Or you can play Spell Blitz out of Library of Rebirth, which was only mildly like some of the incredibly ridiculous. I'm combining my free gold with unopposed attacks thing is out there, but you've still got free gold if they fight you, and you can still blitz. So you're quite fine blitzing out of Library of Rebirth still. Scorpion has been all Dishonor all the time. I know it was very heavily Law of Darkness Dojo, but apparently maybe they've decided Midday Shadow Court is uh, the good one again. But regardless, they've been very heavily Dishonor, and they were doing better, but then they've done badly after the errata. I'm not really sure why that worked out like that. Possibly because the Law of Darkness Dojo deck was designed around buying a guy turn one anyway. Unicorn has done well with all sorts of mishmash decks, as they have been all orc, and Spider has been bad. They'd be better if they played Goju more, but they still wouldn't be amazing or anything if they... Oh, I, don't, I think the rest of their themes are, are just not tournament viable at all. I don't know. Okay, so we will pause and come back and uh, we'll just talk about Spider first. All right, we will take the spider first in ascending order of futility and play for playing this faction in the hosterata uh seeds. No, not seeds. Shadows embrace environment. Oh. I I do I, I have to admit it's it's hard to remember what environment I'm writing about because seeds got pre I mean we've been yeah. looking at seeds cards for two and a half months now. Yep. You'd think of some point in there we Oh, that's because I usually don't like to do the set reviews until the set actually comes out, not when we get it at Gen Con and then uh life has not cooperated yes oh i forgot the okay this is the beginning of the review segment this has nothing to do with spider what i am considering doing for the next set review is instead of having just the strange assembly guys sitting here talking about it is identifying one player or getting a volunteer slash sacrificial lamb from (laughs) each clan yes let's do it right now you're just saying that because you don't want to be here either. Yes. 
We're in the first segment, you yachts. At least wait till we're a few hours in. I don't mind going over the set. I don't mind going over the power set. It's it's the let's go over every single card. It it just takes so much time. You're in the middle of my segment telling our audience why our show is dumb. Aren't you going to cut this out? may not be... You may not be wrong. (laughs) Day 37, I'm afraid the madness may have set in. (laughs) But, well, I, you know, like I could, I mean, if I'm just thinking about semi-local, well, none of these people are local anymore. They're moved and one's in another state, but whatever. We could talk about Phoenix cards with Donnie because, you know, who wants to listen to Jay talk anymore? You don't don't want to listen to me talk anymore either, but you don't really have a choice. Uh, (laughs) No, I agree. I don't want to listen to me talk either. (laughs) Yeah, I could get Trevor. I mean, so, so I've got Skype. I can record off of Skype. So if you or you have a player that you think would be a good person, if or if, we, or if you think this is a terrible idea and want to tell me that. They will. Yes. Now I can have, like, I could Skype with a Phoenix player about the Phoenix cards and then Skype with a Manus player about the Manus cards and then start with a Unicorn player with the Unicorn cards. Uh, submit your... Or you could actually come down to Atlanta if you really wanted or if you're in Atlanta and want to do it. So Submit your written request to join the podcast on the back of a $20 bill. Well, right, you don't watch Car Talk? No, does anyone watch Car Talk? It's a radio program. Uh, but, yes, I, I guess Car radio Talk the also doesn't... On. I, I guess Car Talk doesn't actually expect people to send in $20 bills. Although, you can mail a $20 if you want. There's a donate button still on yes. our website. It doesn't... It only gets used when I come on and say, hey, we need new equipment. Right. But... Oh, I, I'm not actually expecting $20 bills. All I'm saying is if you give us a $20 bill, you will definitely get on the show. Podcast, yes. <laughs> I did actually have to get a new piece of equipment recently, but it was because I was dumb, so I don't think other people should have to pay for that. Oh. One one of the reasons we had some issues with the scheduling was because my computer blew up, All right. uh, and I had to do ended up having to do a completely new install. And because I thankfully have things like cloud backup and whatnot, I didn't actually lose anything except that at some point with the moving my tower around, I forgot that I had a microphone plugged into the front of it oh, and like yeah. turned the tower over on top and like just rip the innards uh-huh. out of the USB connector. <laughs> I, I lost a USB connector that way myself. Yeah. Uh, it was and and, and also luckily have. for me, yeah. it was not one of the more expensive mics that we have to use with the uh for yeah, like cheap mic. four people recording. It was a it was a cheaper mic, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. <laughs> Anyhow, Spider, so prior to this, you have been uh, crying if you played any Spider other than Goju. So here we actually have some reasonable new ninja entries, because of course playing Goju means you're playing out of the Goju box and maybe using nine ninja personalities. This actually has some, uh, I think Yurishi, the unique who forces you to target anyone but him, is not shabby. Ninube Hajime is okay. He's, if nothing else, battle send home a unit. If you actually want to move that deck to being more of a ninja deck, I don't know that you necessarily want to. Right. Well, and plus, he turns people into mines into, into rice, rice pudding. pudding, which is it's who, just pretty who, funny. Who doesn't like turning mines into rice pudding? On the pudding? other hand, uh, Goju Asuka is pretty bad, especially since multiple copies of him don't do anything. They just get to choose the same guy over and over again. Yeah. So... Which is also kind of what Only a Shadow does. I don't seem impressed by that. I've, I'm not impressed by Only a Shadow at all. A bad card or a bad personality. I don't know if they're bad, bad, but I don't know why you'd play them. Someone will prove me wrong, but... And then there's Metsubishi, 
which I guess flavor-wise is more of a Scorpion thing because I don't think Spider Ninja actually use Metsubishi. But this is the first of, of many, many cards that have a targeting clause. So you do a ranged four attack, and then the next time someone, your, your enemy plays a card, they have to target your, that particular ninja if they can. What do you guys think about all of the cards that do something like that? How strong effect is it to say, well, the next time you do something, it has to target this guy? I, I mean, I feel like that's almost, well, I guess it's not two cards built into one, but I, I think it's pretty, it seems like it could be fairly strong. Yeah, yeah it's a really I mean, powerful That effect, effect, I think, is really good. Yeah, when this actually, it's a tolerable action. and right. Because right. to some extent, you're playing, well, if, if it just says battle, do that, then my battle action is to mess up your next battle action, which isn't a huge amount of tempo, and they know it's coming, so they right. can be like, well, okay, I'll make sure to use an action that's effective on that guy. Yeah, my one force drop or something. Which I have yeah, continues the... the I think the it, this continues to be a rule for Emperor Edition that all redirect effects are visible. You always know they're coming. There's no reaction change a target. Right. There, there's no reaction from hand change a target. That's what I can think of. Yeah. So I think that one's interesting. People aren't going to be too enthused about ranged fours, but people always... Ranged four is totally not worth playing a card that just says battle range four, but people underestimate the value of printed range fours on personalities. On the other hand, I don't again, I don't know how much this stuff ma- I don't know how much that matters for the Goju box that mostly has not actually been playing ninja. I mean, you certainly at this point have a much broader array of of guys to make an actual ninja deck and I think the two decent ninja are at least the rice pudding guy is a Shigenja. Is the unique guy a Shigenja too? Uh, or is he no. not? No, he's not. But he's not. So, but I mean, you got another decent Shugenja Shadowlands guy. I think I feel like this is much more uh, distinctly for the, uh, the Scorpion, than, especially with their new box. But doesn't interact at all with their new box, though, does it? Well, no, but but you've got more stuff where you can like blow up the holding and whatnot to make a ninja, and then it's a zero-two ninja. And, okay. Yeah, well, but you already I mean, it, him, and yeah, you just it, you have to use it in addition to your box instead of it doesn't like directly right. combo with the box. I don't know, but I just since I guess it increases the chances that there's a functional Goju Goju deck, but it doesn't seem like it adds a lot to the not really Goju Goju decks. The spider theme that I, I do think has the most potential to grow is the Paragons. The Paragon Suite has a strong base. I think the biggest thing that's been holding back Spider Paragons is their personalities are generally pretty bad. I've seen people complain about in that execrable, for the most part, a shameful state of affairs thread on the AEG boards, complaining, like, saying, referring to the spider box as, the box doesn't do anything, and it's like, it draws it, it draws cards, generally multiple cards per turn cycle. That does, that is in yeah, fact yeah, doing that, something. No, the, the box uh, is doing really good. Awesome. Yeah. But yeah. I like the new Paragon, Daigatsu Yotaku, he resurrects himself, I know that he does have a drawback. He doesn't work with Grateful Reward. He doesn't work with No No Fear. But those are only two cards in your deck. And buying yourself back from being dead is a good ability. Yeah, I mean, Will is an amazing card. Will on a box? Pretty quality. Guys who bring themselves back have been functional poor. I don't think he's amazing or anything. Well, no. Because you're bringing back a guy who doesn't have a battle ability in a relatively high-powered environment. And, And there's plenty of guys to replace in that deck. That deck, even decent 
personalities are an improvement to that deck. It's not a deck that already has a big, really good, established uh, personality base. Uh, the Dark Virtue for the set is not shabby either. Martial Manipulation. Oh yeah, no, it's really good. And it's a, again, any dark non, the non-battle actions, when you can spread those dark... It's a limited, so that's got less flexibility than an open, but anytime you can spread those dark virtues out through the phrase the phases to get the maximum use out of your stronghold i think is is really good so they got i think they got a good new dark virtue and they got an, a personality who will be an improvement on their lineup and i'm not saying that they're suddenly going to be a great deck or something but i think that they have more potential than than the other ones and they're growing more than the other ones the other Paragon card, like the Paragon card for this set is Embracing Battle. Uh, and I don't know why this card exists because I know we talked a little, we talked about the keywords several episodes, which is like a month and a half ago or whenever that was. And the Elite keyword was the one keyword that I was o- more okay with because it didn't have this built-in drawback. And then I actually looked over the set again and I realized that there's no no cards in this set actually have Elite. Why did we introduce the elite keyword in this set? It doesn't do anything. The cards that say elite are like this one. Choose your performing paragon. He may aside even if bowed. Give him elite. And then it has to have reminder text to say what elite was. They've made plenty of cards before that say choose a guy. He may assign when bowed. He contributes when bowed. That's all this does. Well, well it should what just say the... pretend you're a crab berserker. And there's two of them. There's there's two cards that do this. There's paragon one and a tactician one. Yeah. That well, they need to introduce the keyword. They need to introduce the keyword to my old elite light infantry that contributed for us while the personality was bowed. Now also contribute while they're bowed too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, and it matters because there's a decent lion scout who's got yeah. the elite keyword. But uh, what what was the point of that? Why did we add this rules baggage if we're not if you're not even going to use it? That, that I don't know. know. Plus, it's not a good card. Uh... <laughs> Well, it, it has it has come up that assigning a guy while bowed and contributing while bowed, it, 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 like there have been environments that's functional, but usually it's as an open. Yeah, if this were an open, it would slot because right yeah, because it's limited now. Yeah, because you can attack, have your guy be bowed, and then defend with it. But the, the I mean the the big to get the bang from your buck for that card, your guy has to be bowed, and there are so many cards that just say Unbowed. straighten units. Uh, or straighten multiple units. I'm pretty sure we have one of those sitting around still. Oh, holy Granted, it's crap. I was thinking to give him, gave it to them permanently. No, nope. No, the two cards wow. that hand out the lead are not permanent. Wow. Okay, that's a lot worse. And as a focus effect, after this duel ends, bow the winner. Whoopee. Yeah. So that I don't know why that would go anywhere. Let's see. The other monk side that was slightly successful at the beginning of the arc and has gone away. That deck got. I've only pulled out the Kensei cards, so maybe we'll get to a Kiho that I wasn't paying attention to, but but just looking at the Kensei cards, this deck got nothing. Right. That's not true. A guy, a guy with such a ridiculous sword that he doesn't really help any. Masayoshi is awful. Yep. He is awful. I and mean, don't get me wrong. I would be thrilled if I was wrong and Spider Monks actually got something out of this set, but he is awful. <laughs> I remember I Is he awful? Thi- Yes. I remember thinking that he was, at some point in time, I'd forgotten exactly how much he cost, and I was thinking he was like 8 gold for 8 force, and still thinking that he was bad. No. Uh, but no, he's not. And I grant that there's a certain... He actually probably wouldn't be bad at 8 gold, because you could potentially just buy him on turn 1 and he solos provinces. So Yeah, right. But, uh, but at 10 gold, he's just terrible. 
Yeah. But oh, when I do not need a blank guy that his attachment is going to get shredded very quickly, I mean, and then he no- doesn't do anything. If nothing else, to make that card even close to playable, it would have to be the personality has eight force, and he gets a free zero force weapon. That would be vastly better. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. If he had eight force and got a zero force weapon, that would win it. But it's not. Or even uh, if it I was a 6-2, I don't even Or even like a 7-1, I don't even think that's really worth playing, but at least it wouldn't be, oh, hey, do you have any of the tons of attachment destruction? Oh, well, there yeah. goes half well, of what and I then, paid for. And then on, the one- on the other hand, I would have been highly amused if he instead he was 0-force with an 8-force sword. And, and it's a token that he makes, so it goes away, so it's not even like you can get it back out of the discard pile. Yeah. yeah, and wrong clan to be getting your weapons back out of the discard pile. Yeah, I know, anyway. but I'm, I'm s- still saying. I mean, there's oh, no, yeah. right, it's, that's rattling shtick. It's terrible. <laughs> and the action, two hands. I don't. We already have this card in this environment. Take two actions, or was it last one? That never. That hasn't been good since. I mean, Mushin was okay, like back in the day mm. when actions were. Historically, has not seemed to be worth a card. If I was looking at that in a vacuum, and we hadn't had cards like two hands before. I might think that there was more potential for it. Right. But I that, mean, that effect never seems to be good. No, I mean, to, to my mind, Mushin, which just straight up gave you two more battle actions, no restrictions, nothing, was really only used in, like, wacky combos like Enlightenment well, and stuff like that. It's this yeah, inf- and, I'm, and I'm sure some, in, if you have some Enlightenment, can say. No. Well, the, the, it's this environment that has, um, was it one arrow, two strikes? That's basically that same thing, but you don't have to have a Kensei perform it. Yeah, that's what I. You take two battle actions. Yes, you can't take additional battle actions. You can't take additional. Yeah, Yeah. I. I don't know why on earth I'd ever play that card. Oh, it's got a two instead of a one focus value. Let me reiterate. I don't know why on earth I'd ever play that card for my tactizing Kensei. Yeah. So then we have commanders, which have been just bad. I I want to build a bad commanders deck though, because commanders are a lot of fun. They're just not. You know, any good. So, Dagatsu Yamato, um, he's four force for six gold, which you wouldn't think you would need a drawback to have a spider personality who is four no. force for six gold, but apparently you do. You have to have Brash, which makes him atrocious. Yes. Next. Harsh Taskmaster. Bleh, harsh Taskmaster. So, so Harsh Taskmaster is basically. You get temporary attachment protection, and you get to take that guy's battle action. I mean, if you're playing a guy from hand, that's probably pretty bad. If you're playing it out of the discard pile, you know, being able to bring a follower in, range four, and then you've got a shield for your guy, that's not the worst thing I've ever seen, but I have a hard time. I I feel like what what that card's really wanting, what that deck is really wanting, is something that will allow me to destroy my follower to get some kind of effect. So that I'd be able to destroy him, then Harsh Taskmaster him back in to do something. If you've got a strong effect on a follower, and you're actually... So if you're playing with a follower who's got battle... Bow an enemy card, destroyed if it's without attachments, destroyed if it's an attachment, and you want to... I mean, if you get to play Harsh Taskmaster to basically say, oh, destroy an enemy attachment and... Put a follower on my guy that provides protection, even if it's going to go away before we add up force totals. That's okay. Yeah, that's yeah. not going to get commanders. I yeah, no. and I think the the lump sum is I, I cannot see spider unless somebody comes up with a clever amalgamation to just run out of the goju box that really doesn't have much to do with spider personalities. Spider has been bad, and I don't see how on earth they could get better. 
with these cards. Right. So, the one hand spider players, you hate me even more because I said your faction was a total failure. On the other hand, you're going to love me now because I'm saying your faction is a total failure in the card game, and people like it when you say that their faction is a total, total failure, failure in the card game, <laughs> because everyone always thinks that their faction is bad. In this case, they're right. Unless you're a Good player. job. Well, no, in, in this case, the spider players are, oh, are right. They are correct. They, they, are, are right. they are right. They'd do better than they have if they stuck exclusively to the Goju box, but uh, even that's not has not shown an ability to do anything other than be solid rather right. than good. Right. Um, so, on with the show. Oh, you didn't mean that. Okay. Yes. Jay's doing the technical difficulties music because... Um, Apparently, I have to. We have to do over the scorpion section because uh, it somehow was a ninja recording. killed it. It was somehow recording on top of the spider section, uh, and and while those those two clans are fighting with each other, and it is their ninja <laughs> fighting with each other, which is appropriate because uh, the, the ninja seems to be the common element in being bad in the post errata shadows embrace environment. So the yeah for for the ninja they got a ninja they got the new ninja stronghold. I think it's uh, interesting. It's different. It doesn't work at all with, like, the two boxes have a completely different set of cards that kind of work with them, which is probably good. Yeah, I mean, that's like, what... That's the, kind of the whole point of yeah. having another. Right. Uh, like, all the things that really rely on you knowing exactly what's in that province, probably not that great with Castle of Order. And then the stuff that's designed to work with Castle of Order, like the the overlooked palace that blows itself up for the free ninja, that's substantially less attractive when I don't have a box that automatically Thank redirects you, yeah. things to my spud. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that's what, that was part of their design, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no, and then you've got the, the non-unique ninja personality in this, so Shikadanshi just creates an, a spud when he comes out. Yep. On the other hand, redirect is not shabby. Repeated redirect is not yep. shabby. You get to choose when it comes up, so I I would not disregard that, although I'm not so sure about the... If you just add the limited ninja stuff in this to kind of start over, does that take ninja to a superior place? I doubt it. The other personality is Shishiro Hawado, who is the the shadow spawn. She was the, the featured in half of one of the Seeds of Decay Scorpion fictions. So, uh, And then the other ninja card is Water Spider Adept. Does Anyone actually think that you're willing to pay two gold for a blank three force follower? Nope. Or no? I it nope. Doesn't work when it's a spell. It doesn't work when it's a weapon. It doesn't, doesn't work, work when, when it's, it's the a exact follower. same thing, just not a ninja. I do not like yeah. it in a box. I do not oh, that's like right. it. Doesn't this card exist? Yeah. Yes. That's right. The only point of this is it makes it a ninja unit. I, yep. Yeah. God. It's, <laughs> you clearly have to play like it's supposed to be some sort of follower design, but it does not seem to be working out. Yep. No. For the ninja. The other half of the Seeds of Decay fiction for them featured uh, Bayushi Shibata doing exposition, essentially. So he's the unique courtier, and really, whatever Scorpion you've been playing for the last four months, it's courtiers. It, you don't know which box it. I don't know which box you've been playing out of, but you've been playing Scorpion. You've been playing or courtiers. He's another solid guy with a you know solid ability that you can use from home. Bow the guy. Plus three fourths if the guy's dishonorable, which he 
supposed to be profit-checking, which he totally should be. Yep. So he seems like he's the sort of guy who could break into that deck. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you've got an overconfident guy. Overconfident, I think, is less of a problem than Brash. Well, yeah, when you, when it's strapped onto Puds. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you you pay one gold, you get a free courtier, he makes your opponent lose one honor, but then he doesn't do anything else after that. But, you know, you do need somebody to show up to battle while you use these guys' abilities right. from home, so I, I could certainly see... Sacrificial uh, Lamb. Him, yeah. yeah, him. I don't... He costs one, which really isn't any different from costing two. Two, yeah. That that may be a difference if you're playing an honor rocket, but I'm pretty sure you're not doing that out of Scorpion. No. Nope. <laughs> and then if you're doing the Shugenja variant, or maybe not, you have U- Ujimori, who stops people from proclaiming. So, which oh, is no, another one. So. And then you've got turning the stories in this too. Yeah. So, multiple ways to shut down proclaim actions. But then, if it's, you're not playing the Shigenja variant, he doesn't do anything after that. I, I wonder if Ugamori will actually see play, because that's all he does, is shut down your reaction. Which, I mean, yeah, if you're playing Dishonored, you're always going to want to stop people from doing that, but he doesn't do anything else, and you've already got rhetoric and the like for... Yeah, I mean, it's it's one thing if you knew you were always denying your opponent a four-honor gain, because they were, you know, lying or something, that'd be one thing, but... Oh, I bring out Ujimori. Oh, now my opponent can't gain two. Right, and it's not like there's any more air spells that you would use in a Dishonor deck that I can think of. So it's not there's, like you well, there's, off- there's a well, sense no, of that Dishonor. Right, but I'm not the- saying that there there's not, but there's not any new ones. No, no, yes, yeah, oh, it's a Dishonor. It's, uh, uh, it's free, open, blow it up and target a guy who's dishonorable or has the Phoenix naughty keywords and bow him. It still doesn't seem like good enough that I want to increase. No, my no, I would not. I don't, I don't think there's really no. any reason to go into and the Shigenja it, it, build. It's seven gold. That's kind of expensive. Yeah, really yeah. Nice. It's not. I mean, I think when you kind of compare it, for a lot of the time, Ujinori is basically going to say he comes into play, and then they lose two. Sort of. Actually, it's not even they lose two. It's they they don't have to spend the gold either for it. So, right. but at, at best, he's you pay five and you get a guy with no relevant keywords for most of your actions who makes them lose two. Or you've got Magoshi who. Comes into play, gives them a card, they lose one. I guess they give them the card, that's... I. But yeah, I don't see Ujimori breaking into Well, it deck. gives them another card if they if you chump block and then... Yeah. But you don't care if they have cards. Nope. And then there's incriminating testimony, which, yet again, more province strength, because clearly, dishonor decks need to have, like, 17 province strength every single time. Well, yeah, how else are they going to keep off the two-force courtiers that attacked them? <laughs> well, they're not two-force anymore because they've been Ragashi Bizarre. And you, and I think you do have to... I mean, if you are playing an honor deck... Oh, yeah, you, you have to have Bizarre. Well, well, unless you can switch to being... Unless you can switch to Dishonor. Or unless you, you're a rocket. Which you may be able to do. Well, no. A rocket... A, a straight-up rocket deck will lose to Dishonor if you cannot switch to Dishonor. Beat us, Dishonor. What? You let him beat you? Like, you let him win via honor? Yes, I let him. <laughs> uh, I still think generally... I No, you know, no one game aside, Dishonor I, is still a bad I, I, matchup for yeah, Rocket. I think, yeah. yeah, I think, you know, the Rocket deck wants to have... I mean, that's why you you know you do things like, let's throw destructive priorities in here, and some of the things that have the... You know, you're playing with it are the, oh, make them lose two instead, and just, you know, keep up with their Dishonor and, and grind it out. But regardless... With your a dishonor deck, you can 
get that. If you play with the right holdings and the, all the province strength, if they have dishonorable, I'm trying to remember what it is. Isn't there, is there something in here that's like all your provinces get a force, a strength bump equal to the number of dishonorable yep. guys yep. attacking them? I, mm-hmm. I mean, you can get a lot of really, really high province strength. And incriminating testimony bows a guy and then gives you a province strength boost. And unlike Shibata, it, it doesn't matter if the guy's even dishonorable. I guess that's a candidate. That deck has a lot of options, and that doesn't cause honor loss. And it does require presence, so I don't know that it actually gets in, because you only have... <laughs> your one action is, I send my guy home and your guy home, and then you lose two. Right. And then, I, and then I'm just playing presenceless stuff. But magistrates, nobody plays them. But we have Bayushi uh, Makabesu, who was Macbeth. Brooke Cunningham's character in Winter Court 2, which he is then reprising in Winter Court 3. And this is the basic, so that's basically a vanity card for the, uh, the rules team guy. He gives you followers. I mean, he's a courtier too, but the four force guy who doesn't have anything to do with dishonoring and adds followers, I'm pretty sure, is a actual magistrate attacking deck. Yeah. I don't think anybody's gonna play him. No. Because he doesn't cause an honor loss or have a battle action. I mean, he's a courtier, so you might toss him in the para-jimbo deck to be one of the... He comes out, gives my paragon a little more protection, but... And then he actually has force to attack with if you're going that way. Yeah, I guess that's a possibility. I like Ingenuity if you were playing that deck. I think you'd, you'd totally play with Ingenuity. Again, that was... And I think I think you see this. this at some point, they in playtesting, the design team must have said, clearly it's a problem with the Scorpion Magistrates that they don't have enough way to dishonor guys, so let's just start printing good cards with Magistrates that go after and dishonor guys. And dishonor two of their guys and then draw a card. At the end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not an instantaneous draw, but if you're actually playing a Magistrate deck that dishonor guy, that cares about dishonoring people, it seems like an auto-include. Yes. I really oh, like yeah. drawing cards. In, in the Crane Magistrate, uh, what what's the focus value on it? Three. Yeah. And and it's in like the um, dueling. and the dragon. There's a dragon magistrate deck. Oh no, there's allegedly. Not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, allegedly. Yes, there there are cards out there that say that they're dragon magistrate cards. The paragons get one personality. Uh, Yogo Heijin. I really like the flavor of this guy, the way that they've tied the flavor text and the ability together. So he's a Yogo. They have the Yogo curse, which is that they're doomed to one time in their life betray someone they love. Uh, and so, you know, Yogo, ideally the Yogo get their curse out of the way when they're like six and their betrayal is trivial and no one cares. And if you haven't gotten your curse out of the way, then you're really not allowed to they have They try to any... marry you off to the crane. Well... That, but doesn't, it doesn't work. Unless the crane is what you love. If you haven't fulfilled your curse and you are a true scorpion and you get married off to the crane, your betrayal would probably be betraying the scorpion to the crane. That, that was a joke. Okay. Uh, but, and it's actually, I think it's a capital offense for a Yogo to lie about having discharged his curse. Because when you go back to the clan war arc, Yogo Junzo, he, he had, had done that. Yeah, 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 he had not burned off. And so, Presumably, his massive betrayal was because he was the daimyo of the Yogo or something and still had not blown his Yogo curse, and so betrayed it. But 
he's got flavor text about it says some Yogo seek to defeat their curse through their own deaths, but even death can be in a betrayal. And his ability is harpoon, but it harpoons their guy in, and then it also harpoons in your courtier. So it's it's he's trying to get himself killed in battle, but not paying attention to the fact that he's going to get his own courtier along with him. I mean, and they still do in a way that you would want to that you might want to play in the deck. Although I don't know if you actually want to play in the deck because that deck. That deck like was so fully formed, it's yeah, hard yeah. to print guys that you'd actually want to play in it. But I think that this, the the, I mean, I don't know the order that everything came about, but the the flavor of this guy and the way that they do the flavor text, like if you didn't have the flavor text, you wouldn't realize that's what it is. But the ability and the flavor text together, I think, are really really work. Right. Sell it on on him. And the next one you have is ceaseless vigil, which is again like. Uh, Metsubishi, you choose your Yojimbo, and the next time this turn somebody else would target one of your guys, it has to target the Yojimbo instead. The Ninja one gives you a range 4. The Ceaseless Vigil gives you an additional action, so it's tempo-wise, it's like you're playing it as a reaction, but without the surprise factor. It, it, well, it's markedly worse. Besides not having the surprise factor, it's I have to let my opponent stack it up. So I'm either going to want to save it till late until he's probably saved his best, best actions. I don't even know if he would save his best actions. I don't, it's just it's a lot harder to work in a reaction, obviously. It's a lot worse than a reaction, but timing-wise, it's no different than Mitsubishi. It's just a right. question of whether or not either way you get a battle action that does something. Mitsubishi right. built into it, you get a lousy battle action you know right, no uh, versus mitsubishi uh, it's the same yeah but and then uh yeah so i mean it's 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 vastly worse than reaction change targets but reaction change targets is extremely good, good so it's yeah. not like i want them to print that right reaction from hand yeah reaction from hand yeah i mean it's not quite as bad it was but I, yeah there were some yeah misdirection god that card did some oh, insane yeah. things yep. and i still i still don't know what it is because it you're basically saying I'm and I'm playing this card from my hand to kind of make my opponent make my opponent take a suboptimal action. Right. Because it's not like they're not gonna have anything to do, probably. You're not gonna have a guy who's just immune to everything that they do. And I still have not like I haven't really seen them play yet. I haven't I, to really know what they feel like. I know a lot of people have looked at them and their gut is like, wow, these are really good. I Right. I have to admit, my gut is kind of, eh. To, to my mind, it's one of those cards, and there's a lot of them in this game, where it's like, okay, if I had this in my hand during the battle, I can see a whole lot of uses for this. But I don't want to put it in my deck for it to actually show up in my hand during battle. Yeah, I, I and again, partially it's just, you have so, there's so many options yes. for everything. I can build, like, I, uh, we get to Crane, we'll talk about Rocket. Does it have to be Unbound? Uh, no. So, well, I mean, that's that's pretty good. I, I have make it redirect to my guy who's already bowed and out of the battle. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess, yeah, if you have a bowed guy... Yeah, that's a good point. If you have a bowed guy, because now their next action basically can't be bow. If their next action is send home, that didn't really accomplish much. And even if their next action is to kill your guy, they still had to kill the guy who wasn't doing anything. That's a good right. point. No, I mean, because I think you have to be unbowed for the range four, obviously. But um, but that that makes it, once again, I have to have an unbowed person. That's 
late, you know, late or late tempo or whatever. I'm going to do this and keep my tempo to kill your guy. And now that is, you that, have to. that's still situational. But yeah, the fact that it's a good catch that he, he does play on a bowed guy. It, so it that, feels like maybe a one or two of in your deck, and like late. Well, you certainly in a don't want to battle. draw like multiples of them, no. right? That feels like an end game card that like just potentially could win a battle, right? Okay, I'm down to one unbowed guy. I see you have a card in hand. You're not messing with him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I could see but, that. But you are sacrificing it for something that might actually undo whatever is happening to your guy, like a straighten him or um, an actual proactive back. It doesn't cost you tempo, but it still yeah. costs you a card. So, so then we have Celestial Sword of the C- Scorpion. I don't think you can... Like, it, it, it causes an honor loss, and it has a nice ability, but I don't see how you can justify playing it in the defensive deck. Yeah, I think right. all all of the I really feel like the sword bleh, the celestial swords for the more honorary clans should have been reduced price. I understand why the parody, yeah, but Yeah, there's a cycle. And anytime you have a cycle of cards that part of that is is the force boost, it's going to be less value But now that's just the defensive guys. I mean, you still if you're playing if you're playing the magistrates, if you're playing ninja then, with all the little ninja spuds running yeah, around, yeah, so if, if, well, if you're playing the new ninja box, it really doesn't have the kicker for the ability. Because the ability gets the kicker, you could discard the current battlefield, and if it's a personality. So yeah. the ninja box, the old ninja box, you'll always know what it is. If you control a courtier, then you get it. So if you're playing paragons, you're going to get the kicker, usually if you have a courtier at home. If you're playing straight-out magistrates, you probably have, there are enough courtier magistrates that you probably have one anyway. But at that point, I mean, the ability is battle, bow, and destroy a card without attachment. Which does not is not Stink bad. It no. It's much better than the crane. Well, you know. So that seems like a decent weapon yeah, no, that's, if yeah. you were that's playing Scorpion good. Military. Yeah. Which can you think of any reason you should play Scorpion Military? No. No, I think Dishonor's still their way to go. The new ninja box is odd enough that it would be easy to miss on it, but I think that Yeah. I think that uh that Dishonor is still the way to go from them, which apparently hasn't been terribly effective lately. All right, well, we we couldn't talk about relative futility in the Emperor Edition environment without touching on the boys in blue. Now... I like to break these up by theme, but that doesn't really work so much with Crane. So I guess there's a few thematic-related honor cards, and then we'll talk about the Crane cards that matter. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Well, okay. Well, so there's the Asahina Daimyo, which a lot of Crane players think is bad. I think that in a vacuum, a personality that says gain two honor every turn cycle is good. The problem is there isn't a good Asahina deck that you're going to play that actually is using the air spells. You're playing, I think you can actually play a solid crane deck now that has a variety of Asahina in it. Yep. Just not the spell deck. spells. No. So. Spells just don't do enough. Yeah, well, and yeah, that's, and, they're, and that, that, that deck is too slow. If you're playing the actual magistrate deck, this sort of thing where you're, you're dueling, and now Twin Forks Castle did do okay. I don't think it's got the chops to really elevate its game, but you did okay. But you've got so you've got a new magistrate duelist for that with naval and a built-in action. Yeah, that doesn't suck. No. I don't think that she's, it's going to make not, that not deck good, terrible. but I think that yeah. she totally belongs in the deck. I don't think that Sandalwood insults 
really belongs in the deck. I don't think that there's sandalwood incense. What did I say? Insults. Oh well, because I've got an insult (laughs) answer to next Freudian slips. (laughs) Well, it's cute. Also, what's with all the incense cards in this set? Did you notice Uh, there's like an incense master? There's incense this, incense mill. Colorado. Is this maybe their set smell a lot better? Or maybe it's supposed to be a thing like the Ivory Kingdoms. There, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. But it's interesting. The thing you're playing it for is that the focus effect lets you gain two honor or draw a card. Right. And so you don't ever want it in your hand, so you can then just put it back on top of your deck. Yep. I'm but not, it straightens when it puts it back on top of your deck. Yeah, I'm not... As an open. That's not bad. Yeah, open, open straighten is good. Yeah. Yeah, because we're... Very short on effects that do that. Well, and no, I yeah, mean, but, how often does it? <laughs> well, right, but it's uh, you know, I put this card on top, uh, straightens the personality, and it put it. So I just got my guy ready to duel you. So check it out. We actually have a a card I have in the crane stack, and Mike is defending it. He's yeah, saying woo, it's better fancy. than yeah. I think it is. Oh I, my god! I'm gosh. not saying it's great. <laughs> I just think it's it's a decent card. At any other point, like if this is the beginning of the arc, I'd be running the hell out of this card. You just gain two honor while you win a duel is great. And the fact that you can draw a card makes it somewhat passable in the attack deck. Really yeah, if you're going military, you can choose to draw the card instead. Yeah. The other more specifically dueling card is an insult answered. It's nice against dishonor. Yeah. I, th- this, I, there just isn't enough dishonor that you're going to play. Well, I, I think the, the reason they did this, because, I mean, honestly, having played, it's been a while, but having played Magistrate against dishonor, Dishonor seems to have ramped up, and I feel like that is the card that kind of helps you with that. So normally you're good at um, at just ta- trashing their provinces once they start hitting you because you got so many honor gains when you switch with magistrates. But that will, you know, since they've kind of escalated, you need some kind of counter escalation. But I don't know if you really run it anyway. Yeah. It's handy, like, oh, you have your fancy Soshi. Um, she causes me one honor loss. Now she's dead, dead, dead. Yeah. Can I duel a den of iniquity? No. no. <laughs> no. Also, to, to me, that's one of those fun bluff cards. You toss one in your deck, you see it early, and then the rest of the game, they're like, oh my god, there could be two more of those. I think that that would, well, I, I think in your, if you're having I'm your, not actually doing that if, in if tournament, I'm saying your, for fun yeah, play, that's oh, I'll fun. Say, if you're having your magic dream about that, it shows up at the beginning of game one of a best of three match, and then... They have to actually play multiple games, play, you know, potentially playing around no, no, it. No, I, I wouldn't do that for a tournament deck, but I'm saying for a fun deck. Yeah. Uh, the other card I'll... Uh, uh, okay, she's obviously... You know, she's got the TFT tie-in, and she was the result of a TFT win, but you're not actually playing her in a TFT deck because you don't have the honor. Tsukihime. Basically 10 gold for a free province. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I... You know what? I want to like her, but I feel like, especially like out of the rocket deck, I'm well, never the ro- getting 10 Oh, the gold. rocket deck is never, never going to pay 10, 10 gold. gold for that. I mean, I don't think we have any... I could be wrong, but I don't think we have any mid-range decks that are going to use her either. Well, yeah, well, that's kind of the problem with... All, I mean, all all of these... Yeah, that it's like the Asahina. Like, well, what's using it? I mean, she's vaguer than that. Cards that make you go through a bunch of hassle to get an extra province... Don't don't ever work out as well as some might think they do, right? Like the, we have the spell that does that. There's the mi- but I mean, on the other hand, there's the mining apparatus that's in this set, and that one is basically ten gold and blow up a bunch of your holdings right. for a province, and she's just ten gold province. Then you can favor a monkey with her. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, she, she's, she's a courtier, isn't she? Yeah, she is a courtier. Yeah, yeah. She, 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 she can do courtier actions And she will not become dishonorable. Yeah, I mean, she will on, not become honestly, dishonorable. If, if she didn't have the eight honor requirement, I'd be tempted to slaughter into my dishonor deck just oh, for another courtier. Yeah, yeah but she's she got is. an eight personal honor requirement. Yeah, she yeah. has that's, 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 that's what you're saying. That's exactly what saying. Yeah. Well, and all other people's political actions also will not target her. That can be in an honor versus honor. That is a person you don't really want to see, but you're just never going to see her. Well, I think honor versus dishonor might be the person I know, but right. you still but have, like you have other guys that they can hit with things. I don't know, and it's bad if somebody does manage to blow her up. I think it's a very thematic card. I don't know, because the pri- the overriding trait of the character traits of the character in the fiction seem to be crazy and power-hungry, and I don't know that that necessarily... I mean, maybe it's supposed to represent... Well, generally, I, This is me government. creating the second city, and then I'm going to die because I'm a... You know, we've got the coming smackdown between the Empire and the colonies because it's totally believable that 25 years after colonies created... Actually, uh, something that came out recently that I, I bought but I haven't had the time to read all the way through is the Second City box set mm-hmm. for the RPG, which is a brick. Yep. Because it's it's got like three books in it. It's got a campaign. It's got... I'm almost done with the city book. I haven't even started on the people book yet. And it's the end of the city book that has more about the broader colonies. And then it's got, there's a pillow book, and there's a magistrate's journal, and there's these kind of pointlessly premium character logs, uh, at least to me. And then there's a pad of character sheets, and there's fancier version of the GM screen. But it's got the description of the second city, and the second city, it's basically like the second city is already about as, it's like that it would be the second biggest city in Rokugan. Which is, holy crap. Which makes no sense. In 25 years? Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes, that's what yeah. that's what it says. Uh, especially after no, that I'm not fiction. saying it's not, it's not what it says. I'm agreeing with you. That, uh, yeah, no. Especially after they had a fiction, I think it was the Phoenix introductory fiction last set, where they were really like, yeah, things are just slower to build around here. Which was upsetting for us, Phoenix, because we're like, we've got magic. We've done it before. Come on. It's, Poof. Uh, Building. Yeah. Yeah, and despite the fact that they're carving it out of the wilderness where peasants are precious, and like they keep getting eaten by wild animals, and Somehow, it's remember how in, what, 1645, Washington, D.C. was was as big as London, and there was that big civil war? Yeah, that's basically what's... (laughs) So, uh, that's a bit silly. But, okay, so Crane, I, you know, I've, when I'm actually getting into it more, I think the Crane have done a lot better out of this. I know it's my little short written review that I don't really... It's. I mean, it's not the same as doing a full throw thing. It's aimed more at, at, at casual things. But, but crane. There's a lot of cheap crane guys in here. Yeah, there is. You've got the guy who you can proclaim, even though you've already proclaimed, who only costs four. You've you got can the proclaim guy, him twice. Yes. You've got the guy who's free or is two gold to gain three honor. Who cares that he's overconfident? Yep. If you need he does one, to make some hand sign. Ooh. Yes. If you need, well, that's just so you don't like yeah, yeah, yeah. bring him out on turn one and then oh, no, no. discard. That's fine because then I blow him up to Sister's Refuge and give him another card, and the hand size is not yeah. increased. <laughs> uh, I mean, D- Doji Yuka is not strictly superior, but since she's cheaper, is basically superior than whatever the uh, the new version of Doji Ayano is called. I, I don't know about her because I mean, I was looking at her and. Really, her ability right now, the only thing I'd really use it for is obviously rhetoric. Yeah. Um, well, yes. I think, the, well, the biggest thing with her is just she costs five. She has right, four Right, but five is honor. basically the same as six for us. It, it's not quite, 
And the reason why no, and it, the reason why it's not quite especially. Come on, if you're playing a rocket deck, you're actually playing with small farms oh. and well tended. Okay, my rocket deck has those cards in it, and many rocket decks will have small farm and well tended farm, right? And possibly one Koku. So yeah. the odd numbers do matter. If you're actually playing with marketplace, the odd numbers can matter. I'm not, but. You know. my, me personally, especially with how I built my deck, all of my holdings can go away too. So I five is might as well be six. Just for me, the reason I ended up picking the one out of Forgotten Legacy, I cannot remember but the one because she's also an artisan for Exquisite. I ended up picking Tatsuki Ayano because she has Samurai for four. Oh, and I would put those. I think I have her in instead of Ayano being. It. Right, I mean, it's valid, because I have fourth rightfulness as a reason why I switched those two. Oh, yeah, two. no, I don't, have, I don't have anything in mind that would care about... Samurai. Or, about Samurai, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, not, not, not that she's... Yeah, no, no, she yeah. does. Not that, not that it really... I mean, it's, it, it, it's, she's in there because she's one cheaper. I, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's it. But you've got Sharing Gossip, which uh, I know you have it as a supplement, but I, right. I think Tell the Tale doesn't need to be in there anymore. But Sharing Gossip is basically just a better version of Tell the Tale, well, which is yes. a card that has definitely gotten played this arc. Well, you know, uh, Sharing Gossip, you know, that, that's true. My only, my only issue with it is that you, you do need an unbowed courtier to get it go through. So, with a lot of the, or at least for with my Rocket deck, because I've got such a menagerie of people, actually requiring a courtier versus I can just play this for one honor sometimes can't actually matter, especially yeah, when I'm trying to I, drop Void. I think it's something, I think that... I think that it matters more. Like we were talking about at some point earlier today, we were I'm talking about both, favors. So. If I was, yeah, if I was, if it bowed a courtier, that would be more of a thing. But you can spam a lot of guys out too. Yeah, no, yeah. no, I'm not saying that. No, I'm saying it's good. And then exquisite gifts. This thing is ridiculous. You've got enough artisans that this is most that Free this artisans. is most of the time. Yes, <laughs> this yeah. is a lot of, and a lot of cheap ones that perfectly fit into what honor is. Yep, is going to be with uh, with what the honor rocket is going to be doing. Something other than clone onies this arc. <laughs> yeah, that's mostly yeah. We had yeah, uh, yeah. Coop had his uh, Kino Oni copying deck today. Copy him, blow it up for three guys. Oh, he's dead. Who and later on? Who cares? <laughs> but I was just watching a game that was it was like it was Dragon Monks. Not that it matters what the opposing deck was against the Crane Honor deck, and he actually. On turn three, had out and usable all three exquisite gifts. Like that is just done. That game yes. is over, over, over. It's like turn four. I'm at thirty. I yep. Without even trying. I mean, he he had crossed thirty before he got attacked. Yeah. My my, my uh, rocket with, deck with still having a full hand. My rocket deck usually crosses turn four if I'm not getting attacked. Yeah. It's uh. You know, it's hard to say exactly how it's going to work out because there have been good-looking crane rocket decks before that have not managed to to get the hurdle. It's the sort well, of like a, Fox is the only one who's playing it, and even he's not winning with it. Well, Dishonor is the only thing that seems to crimp our style. And yeah, there's a the, lot the, of because, Dishonor right now. Or I don't know. At least in Ivory, there was quite a bit. Depends on how many Scorpion players show up, right? I mean, in the finals was a uh, for Ivory was a Dishonor deck. Yes, but that was the Scorpion. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think I think that you're going to see mostly Dishonor out of Scorpion now. Phoenix, it's hard to gauge because they have so many options. They've right. got the other, the other really good Dishonor deck. I think. Well, and There's they Yasuki. actually have force enough they could take provinces if need by be. Yeah, I just have to send like twenty guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, all those zero. Some of them have two fours instead of zero. Yes, just enough. But it also doesn't have. Ragashi or anything. I mean, the the consensus seems to be well. You try to switch 
to dishonor against the dishonor deck. Like you can use favors to make them lose honor. You can play with destructive priorities, and you can try to search it up with the right. You can search that up with gaining advantage. Right. Oh, you know, a gaining advantage, you get rhetoric. Yeah, I guess you'd still get because four to five is much better than two. Well, yeah, but if you're if you're kind of digging in, and that's going to be two over and over. I mean, it's going to be as much. Well, except the rhetoric isn't four to five. The rhetoric is eight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess you sadly still probably have to get rhetoric. But so it's it's hard to say. I think with decks like this, where exactly it's going to end up. But I think that Rocket actually gives. I think actually has the possibility of like this is a good crane deck. I think it will reach. I think you'll see us more consistently reach finals or not finals. So you'll see us get the cut. the cut more. I'm not sure that it will actually elevate us t- to too many more wins. Because it's a, a, it's a reason to play fast. own, and it, yeah, you can play own. It's actually a reason to play own, uh, which no one has been playing lately. No, right. I mean, that's sort of the thing is. Part of the reason the Rocket is doing so well is nobody's betting very strongly for honor. Well, we don't know well, if it's, we don't really know if it's doing well or not because this no. <laughs> there's no tournaments yet. Well, right. At least when I'm, you know, we I haven't I haven't tried to look and see what's going on. Well, today. I, not, I prefer the maximum level. There's of specifically a card in the set too that if on really becomes it's shuffle something back in. And oh in no, its yeah, own you, going. you usually yeah, there's brotherhood, it, brotherhood yeah. schism. Yeah. Not that you'd run that card, but I mean, if Rocket needed to, I disagree. I think that you actually. We'll see Rocket Dax play that. Well, because you have that, you have Ultra History, you have... The question is, do you... That Brotherhood suspicions. Schism, and you don't have to have it right then, I think... I don't know which right. way Crane player is going to go, but it's I, you're not going to run like that and Forging Destiny. I, I don't think it would, it would... I think it would do one or the other. I don't think it would... That's, well, that's what I was saying. Oh, you, okay. you wouldn't. I, I, I would think that you would run that one over uh, Forging Destiny. I would tend to think that, too. And traditionally... It's worth it to play that kind of card when you are playing focused deck, and more traditionally it was dishonor, but with dishonor or honor, and your opponents are going to be heavily relying on one meta card, one holding, or one event. It's worth it to play the counter meta that stops that, the to right. negate their event or to blow up that holding. Or right. I mean, there's a reason why Nagashi Bazaar says you can't well, destroy me. And rockets tend to draw through decks really fast, so you can put in. You can probably get away with getting in just like one or two, and you'll see your meta. If they see their meta. Yeah, so unlike some of the other two, I think that that having done more and put together Rocket and stuff, I think that it, it actually does have the possibility to get... I mean, I'm not... You know, maybe we'll be back here in three months and we'll be like, well, Crane have been terrible, terrible that Rocket yeah. thing didn't pan out, but if it, I, I think that this one, there's actually a real shot. I, I, I yeah. feel like Crane gained more by comparison than any other clan in this. If you want to play that, well, I'd have to. I'd have Just to, like I'd have to think bumps. about it again before I did. But that it went on the top, if not. The that I guess that's. I, I mean, I guess that could be because they were. You got a set of good cards that all go in one deck, and you have a lot of room to improve. Right, right. And then there's the scouts. Like I said, there have been some. There's been some scout success. If by success you mean making the cut at at large European tournaments, and that's been blitz. You've got the. Cavalry person. I'm not sure. That's not attractive stats. I don't. Why do I? I don't care that much about cavalry because you know, my offense gives me super cav anyway. I mean, she probably replaces the um the Ronin that does basically <laughs> the same thing. Um, but she's got an honor requirement. Five honor requirements. Pretty, pretty hefty. I mean, it's obviously a box, but it's still 
Now, if you want to blitz, though, you do have requesting reinforcements. Getting to be able to buy guys out early is is nice, and if you've got recon, it lets you take an additional action. Yeah. So because you know, I mean, Crab needed more ways to get guys out of the provinces. Yes, they did. Well, and I think I think what you're going to see with requesting recon is the same thing you've seen with Duty of the Crab and all the other stuff. Is I attack with my with Crane? You blitz. You I buy my super cat. I super cav. I buy a guy, and then I and then I just buy that guy to my province. Right. As you know, yet another way that I can turn to take a province. So. Well, this does bow your performing scout. Oh, it does. Yeah, bow your Why performing scout and target that? a face-up scout personality. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. It's better for crap. So you give the you no, give no, the no. First is it scout elite? or scout personality? A scout personality. It's scout personality. Oh, no freebies mind. off the box. We'll get to there's there's one solid freebie for for the crab in this, but well, I somehow lost that between my not putting this in crab and but okay, so um, yeah, that's not good for blue. No, no, it's really not all that great in general because. Uh, crane don't well at least for crane scouts they specific they don't really have that many ways to straighten. I mean they have well, like just everybody's the normal got stuff. tons of ways to straighten. Like I'm just saying it's not one of their strengths. I think something that's out there that's a that is a bad card to have printed is Serenity and Air. Yes. yes. Oh God. Yes. Every military yep. deck should at least you know two of those on their yeah. list. Yeah, that card's dumb. Uh, okay. Well, let's ignore my. Ignorant prattling about requesting reinforcements. We usually uh, do. <laughs> specifically just about reinforcements. Yeah, specifically about that one. You're not allowed to ignore all my <laughs> other ignorant, ignorant prattling. But Good that luck with one. that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, you're surly today, Do you man. know what we're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then thin your deck. Advanced intelligence, yeah. Card draw. Well, it's not just that. I mean, this isn't just Thin your deck. This, I mean, it has to be strategies, so you can't get it from like the repeat use stuff. But if you, it can be a huge refill at yeah. the right time. Yeah, it's at least gonna be draw a card, right? Because you just play one recon strategy. Yeah, and then you react with that, and then you, and then it just draws, and then you draw the one to replace it. But it has the possibility to be like reaction, draw three cards. Right. Well, I mean, and with a crane dame, you know, you're gonna at least gain one card overall. Yeah, I mean, I if you're playing actual recon actions, which I think means you're playing scout at this point, crane scout at this point, because you're not, no one's playing mantis scouts, and crab scouts are barely even a scout deck. Right. Uh, you know, sometimes they are, but I think most of the time they're not anymore. It's just, oh, this box is nifty. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. But uh, how, would you, is there some way you would not play that? I mean, I guess it's obviously terrible if you've managed to not have a recon strategy at all in your hand, but. As long as no. you meet that minimum requirement, it's yeah. at least draw a card, reaction, well, draw a card. You know what? Before Watchers in the Dark, maybe not. But with Watchers in the Dark, absolutely. So, but yes, Watchers in the Dark, Watchers in the Dark. Oh, now I, uh, I, I draw a card off my Damio, and I draw two cards off this card. And it didn't cost me any tempo. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I I don't know. that The Blitz version of that might still hang around, but I guess it didn't really... Get much unless it needs to throw in straighten with the uh, yeah. uh, the generic e crane cards, I guess. So Hachi's Revenge. Uh, well, it, it was because Rob Purcell won that. I'm talking about mechanically the card when I'm saying that. Uh, oh, you know, well, the, that, and that's why it's got technically the crane. Yeah, I, mean, I liked this Hachi. better before the Mantis Seeds of Decay fiction, right? Uh, because 
Haji's Revenge, you know, the flavor text, and this is like, it's making it like, oh, there's actually a fight going on at sea. It's not right. just the Mantis just no, smashing the which, crane like that. But I'm then sure the, the crane Mantis are nerding of, out over because we've been raging about that. It is a problem when it's like, oh, I am omnipotent at sea. Well, right. Well, it also is the fact that Crane, especially before Mantis showed up, Crane have the biggest well, the, naval yeah, the, yeah, the Crane did, yeah. Yes. I, the size of the Mantis fleet is also kind of uh, bizarre. Yeah. In the... Uh, Where did you get all this wood? Uh, uh, well, it it's like yeah, one of those place. things. The, yeah. well, theoretically, the, the what always held the Mantis back was that you're this teeny, tiny, itty-bitty minor clan, except that never seems to actually matter. And you only have a few islands. So... Yeah. Well, they they have a forest now, well, although I don't know, know yeah. that they're allowed to cut it down. Yeah, no, I wouldn't uh, think so. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, I mean, so I'm not the card. But then that, yeah, the the seeds of decay, mantis fiction, basically was the mantis clan fanboy fan club fiction of how the crane are awful and mantis are awesome. Ha 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 ha. Eh, also. Know. The Mantis Clan champion. Also, the Mantis Clan champion. Like, if the I think he needs like a psychopath keyword to go with the scorpion. Like, when it's really like the I mean, the people yes. are like, don't make eye contact with him. He might kill you. That's a really bad trait to have in a yep. clan champion. Yep. Uh, I mean, I guess the Crane have kind of gotten their revenge for that. You're banished from the. I think there needs to be some military retaliation to make that war. Because right now the war feels kind of dumb because it's just been completely one sided. But to, to be fair, has any war involving the Mantis not felt dumb? I know ours sure did. Well, that's because it was non-sided. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but well, it's it's always the sort of problem, you know. Nobody wants to lose. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's just that so far, I mean, like, the, yeah, the, the the main combat fiction that we've seen was, like I said, it was just the Mantis fanboy feeling fiction. I think the author there just missed the mark on what he was trying to convey based on based on his comments after the fact where he's like, well, I didn't really mean to give that impression. Like, well, you did. But I hope we see more military actual back and forth to make that war interesting because the thing with the thing with uh, with Tsukihime was kind of funny, right? So, you know, the crane go to Tsukihime and be like, they violated your order that the Katsuki were supposed to be arbitrators in this matter. And the Mantis's argument was, well, mighty governor, you actually didn't have the authority to give that order because the Emerald Championship, she's like, hmm, let's see, I, the crazy power-hungry governor, rule that? Yes, my order was perfectly fine. What a surprise. Yeah. Get out of my Who city. Knew? Who would have guessed? <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> oh, hey, what? The crane did something politically smart? Hmm. Well, it was... I think the Mantis needed a better argument than that. Uh, in that, well, and I and I liked that too. It was, I mean, that that one was actually more interesting. Like you, the Mantis courtier was ready to punch somebody. Like the Ivory <laughs> Champion had to lay the smackdown on him. And be like, it, dude, dude, no, uh, no, dude, they, they want you to hit them. <laughs> be like, seriously, if you don't leave now, you're going to end up dead. <laughs> I, you're lucky that I'm. I'm kind of surprised that. I'm kind of. I mean, in some ways, it's kind of surprising that he that actually got out of that. I mean, he. Yeah. I guess it was more of a fist than a sword, but going to, you know, even deck someone, not actually being eh, not too shabby. Uh, the other one I, I uh, stuck in Crane was Chris, Megumi's. Yes, Chris. To be fair, it was courtiers involved. It would have been a slap. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, hey, hey! You've I'm seen sure. our card. Do you really want to go pint slapping against a crane? No, but it was like the extortion. I mean, wasn't it like a extortionist or bully? I mean, it was. 
Pim Pam Destroy. It's it's not yeah. a uh, okay. Manta- it might have been with the mantis a really strong slap, but it's courtiers. <laughs> it's still yeah, a slap. Slap. I'm just saying you don't want to go against Crane for that. And then the last one I threw in the crane because it's got actual crane, magic-y cranes <laughs> flying around in the yard. Well, Megumi's Guidance. Right. Your army has plus two force. Mm-hmm. Open. Your guy can't be destroyed this turn. No one's going to play that because there are some already insanely ridiculous Celestials that you have to be insanely ridiculous to get. I mean, that, that I almost think. that seems like it might be something you'd consider for a defensive honor deck if you didn't have 15 other Celestials that were just way better. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, pretty they're, much. They're I mean, I mean, saying you can't blow, you can't kill this guy is not terrible. It's just there's so many move homes. It, there's that's not gonna so do much to go on. Okay, so we are. Oh my gosh, we're optimistic about one of these factions. It's a yeah. miracle. Where <laughs> shall crane. we? Where shall we go next? Yeah, it's Mike's a, optimistic about Crane. It's a Thanksgiving is going to end. Yep, it's it's <laughs> a Thanksgiving miracle. <laughs> You've been listening to Strange Assembly. You can download more episodes of Strange Assembly on iTunes or from our website at www.strangeassembly.com. While you're at our website, you can check out the frequently updated main page or talk with us on the forums. You can also email me directly at chris at strangeassembly.com or you can follow Strange Assembly on Facebook or Twitter strange assembly either place. Thanks for listening.